my goodness. We are a few more seconds from live on every single platform. We got Instagram, we got, wait, we got Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, camera. Welcome back everyone to The Clear Talk Show. I am so excited to have you back. Episode six today, we're gonna get clear on things in the entrepreneurial world. I got a whiteboard, so we're gonna be writing some things as well, which is exciting. I got my mug, Clear Talk. What's happening right here? We got the whole setup. We got the crew in the back. We got Jeanette. Say hey. Hey. We got Upton. Say hey. What's up? And we got a new intern in the TM. Lauren, say hey. Hey. Say it louder. Hey. There we go. That's a hey. good voice out here. Okay, good. I'm excited about today's episode. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm really excited because we have been uh, we've been working diligently to make sure that you know everyone gets the most value from this show. And so we're just excited, you know, shout out to everyone who actually comes on live on these shows every week. Uh, we got tons of people coming in from, uh, from Instagram. What's going on guys? Uh, we got awesome. Look at this. I'm not going to shout out names. Um, I got, I got word that I butchered someone's name from last week's episode. So we're not doing that. Um, so class is in session. Let's get clear. I just wanted to start off, by the way, with a picture I posted. Whoa, 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 relax. I had iTunes on loop. Sorry. Okay. I want to start off with a picture I posted on Facebook. And, uh, and it was about successful people and unsuccessful people, their traits and how they are. Um, and so I wanted to kind of address it because I got a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of engagement on this post. Um, let, me, let me bring it up real quick, actually. I, I put it up. It said, the traits of successful and unsuccessful people. I just wanted to start the show with uh, clearing up something here because there's a there's a misconception. There is a misunderstanding with this post I put. What's up, Jessica? Um, oh, awesome. From Florida. We got someone from Florida tuning in. So I made a post, right, on my Facebook. And on this post, it said pretty much what the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people are. Let me read them to you real quick. So um, the first one... Let me bring it up. Where is it? Boom, boom. It's loading. I feel like today's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a fire episode. Fire. That's what's going to happen. So I put this picture up, okay? So successful people, watch this. Successful people read every day, whereas unsuccessful people watch TV every day. Successful people compliment others. Unsuccessful people criticize others. Successful people embrace change, whereas unsuccessful people fear change. Successful people forgive others, whereas unsuccessful people hold grudges. Successful people talk about ideas, whereas unsuccessful people talk about people, like behind their back. Successful people continuously learn, but unsuccessful people, they think they know it all. Uns uh, successful people accept responsibility for their failures, um, whereas unsuccessful people blame others for their failures. Successful people have a sense of gratitude, whereas unsuccessful people have a sense of entitlement. And then successful people set goals and develop life plans, whereas unsuccessful people never set goals. So I had in the comment sections below really good points. People are bringing up like, how do you define success, right? Um, because I know they know successful people that do watch TV still, that uh, that every now and then they, you know, well, actually, that's the only one they, they thought about. That's the only thing. So that's <laughs> Everything else is pretty obviously true. Um, but, you know, I got some people like, you know, for the most part, um, you know, I know, for example, successful people, I'm just reading a comment here, um, you know, watch, there's some successful people that watch TV every now and then. So let's, let's get clear on this for a moment. 
the picture is about a black and white perspective. It's not saying they never watch a TV. It's just saying that they don't watch it every day. It's not a habit. Whereas an unsuccessful person, it's a habit to watch TV every day. It's like if you're, if you're in poverty and you have no money or your goals or your life is not where it wants to be, where you want it to be, and you're watching TV on a daily basis, you got a problem. You should be reading or learning or coaching, getting coaching or going to courses to learn how to change the circumstance. So, you know, there's a, there's a delusion or an illusion that unsuccessful people have where they live in the comfort of misery and they think like it's okay. And it's not because you can't enjoy even TV as an unsuccessful person because in your own conscience, you know, your life's not where, want, where you want it to be. How are you going to enjoy a movie or a show? Like even if successful people watch TV, they would enjoy it better than an unsuccessful person because they are happy about their life. So I just wanted to clear this up. You know, definitely this picture on my Facebook, um, the successful people things, all true. All of them are true. Unsuccessful people things, all of them are true. All of them. I'm not, it's not saying that successful people don't watch TV every day. But it is for sure that they read every day. To some degree, they read more than everybody else. And they watch TV less than everybody else. Because they don't have time for TV. Right? Like, I, I can't remember the lot. Like, movies are different, by the way. If you go watch a movie, it's like scheduled time. And you could do it as a productive thing with family or, or girlfriend or boyfriend. That's different. But doing that as a habit is an issue. So, you know, all my binge watchers watching. <laughs> That's a problem, okay? So... I just wanted to clear that up, that the picture I put up between successful and unsuccessful people is absolutely true. And if you have problems with some of them, it's because you yourself hold on to some of the reds. I remember my life started to change when I started to change a lot of these unsuccessful traits to the successful traits. You know, I used to criticize others. I used to talk about people. Now I only know how to talk about ideas. And the only time I talk about people, I was going to actually, what do you do? Yeah, doing? I was just going to take out the tag. No, I'm going to use this actually. I'm going to drink this. Thank you very much though. I'll put it out of the shot for yeah. Uh, yeah. for uh, whatever reasons. Pass the cap. I think you need the cap. Yep. No caps, no limits. Okay, good. Even my water doesn't have limits. <laughs> uh, I gotta drop a dime. So I remember I stopped. Like the only time I talk about people now is for the concept as an example of an idea, right? Um, like you can't be afraid of change. You can't let, look. I, I I posted something from Lewis House the other day. I shared it. I loved it. He goes, "You'll never get criticized by someone doing more than you." You just won't. The person doing more than you or is ahead of you will always look back and encourage you. They'll never look, unless they have a big ego, and that's different. But if they look back at you, they're not going to say, oh, you shouldn't be working so hard. You'll never get that. You'll get that from people working less than you. Know that difference, and you will have a very happy life because you know who to listen to and who not to. So anyways, I just wanted to start with clearing that up. Um, also, another funny, funny thing, perspective in life changes perspective controls your entire life like your entire life experience i was in the gym uh taking getting uh, doing my shower and i always wish like the water would be colder for like the last five years i've been doing this cold water method where i either start my shower cold or i end my shower like super ice cold um and it's my way of exercising my ability to get myself out of my comfort zone in an easy way because it's so easy to just turn the water cold but in life, when you know I'm uncomfortable, I, there's a muscle I have that's built now over five years where if I'm going to do something that's uncomfortable, I'm used to doing something uncomfortable every day. So I built a habit of getting out of my comfort zone, making it like super cold water. And the showers at the gym, they don't get that cold. They're like warm. For you guys, it's probably freezing cold because if you don't do this. But for me, I'm like, this is warm. So I'm, I'm showering, right? <laughs> and the water's just getting super cold. And I'm like on the hot side now. 
and it's like warm. And I put it all the way to like the cold side and it's ice. I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. So I just started, I went under it and I'm like, finally, it's like really cold water. And as I'm, as I'm, uh, I just realized I wasn't even recording on voice, voice memo. Now we're going. Okay. It's all right. Good. So as I'm under the cold water and it's freezing water, I'm so excited. I'm like, yes. You know, when I do my affirmations under the water, I'm like, today's going to be a great day. Da -da -da -da. And I start saying this stuff and I stand under the water. I was so happy it was cold. I turn the curtain aside and walk out and there's like, there's this man just standing there watching me. He just staring at me. And uh, he was like looking to start a conversation. He looked at me, he's like, water cold? I'm like, yeah, I love the cold. He's like, oh, everyone's water's cold. I just realized the entire building's hot water shut off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, but I'm happy. I'm super happy. This guy's pissed. This guy's super pissed. So this guy, <laughs> this guy's like, water cold too? Is your water cold? I'm like, yeah, I love cold water. And he's like, oh, water. Everyone just started coming out of their showers. Like, it's all water cold. No one had hot water. So they're all in the, like, the little hallway of, of showers. And they're all complaining. And I walk out, like, super energized. Like, I'm so happy it got cold. And I, and I just walked out. I had this moment. Perspective, it controls your life experience. I love the cold water for the purpose of what it does for me. None of the people in that shower hall love cold water. They hate cold water. They're trying to have a comfortable shower. Um, nothing bad about that, by the way, but I'm just like, it's funny because they were all pissed. I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. I wish the water was always this cold. So just starting it off with a few stories and jokes. Okay, cool. Um, this is the number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. We, we answer questions you have, and we're going to be launching the ask your own questions for me website right now. We've been having lots of pre questions from before. And we're going to be going through it. So I'm excited. Hopefully this show can clear things for you that you can use in your own business, in your journey, um, which I'm really excited about. So let's hop right into it, Jay. What's the first question? There are more and more online courses popping up every day. How yeah. do you feel about them versus traditional education? How do I feel about online courses versus traditional education? What's traditional education? What do you mean? Uh, like school like, or like a seminar? Like regular school. Like taking oh. courses in a university aspect, like situation or something like that. Here's how I feel about it. When you go to school, you're trying to learn general information, general knowledge. Um, there's nothing wrong with school. You can learn if you know what you want from it. It can be used properly, but. If you don't know what you're specifically gonna use school's education for, it's a waste of your time and money. What online courses in the internet have done for us that never in the history of humanity have we had this opportunity, is we get to have direct access to people who can teach us something called specialized knowledge. Specialized knowledge is what makes you rich in life, not general knowledge. So. Here's how I feel about it. If you're going to school with a very specific goal of becoming a certain profession that only can be done through school, you're great. You're doing great. If you're in school hoping that a few different majors and minors and degrees and stuff like that will help you just build something in life, you're not in a good place. You have to, you have to change this method because this method doesn't work. You need to make up your mind on what you want and then figure out what specialized knowledge, specific things I need to learn to get what I want. 
My example would be, if you want to become an engineer, you need to go to school and learn the specialized knowledge of engineering, or else you can't be an engineer. But if you wanna like, if you want a lot of money in life, there is no course that's gonna teach you how to make that. You gotta go find someone who has an online course, a seminar course, or some type of coaching, something program that actually has the money, they've earned it themselves without having to teach people how to do it. I mean, like they actually credibly earned it. And they will charge a nominal fee just like a school would to teach you a skill that you can't learn in school. And they will give you specialized knowledge on how to make money, how to save money, how to invest money, and what to do with your money. Specialized knowledge is what progresses people in life, not general knowledge. So my, my answer to this would be, make sure you use school for a specialized reason, an expertise you wanna get into. Do not think that just because you learn a bunch of different random things, it's gonna make you better off. No one's trying to hire someone that knows everything. They're trying to hire someone that knows everything about one thing. I'm gonna say that again. Woo! Nobody is trying to hire someone that knows everything. They're trying to hire someone that knows everything about one thing. If you're not an expert or specialized in one specific skill set or a few that are very re relevant, you're not you're going to have a hard time making money in life, let alone getting a job, let alone just progressing in anything. So, um, look at it like a business, like this is an entrepreneurial show, right? So look at it like a business. If I try to do a bunch of different things in my company that is nothing related to each other, I wouldn't succeed. Like this, co this company would not grow. So I had to become specialized. I have one skill I've been developing for the last four years is my ability to teach. How do I do that? I teach through speaking on stages. I teach through facilitating courses and seminars. I teach through coaching people one-to-one. -one. I teach through a, a, a show. But I've developed my communication skill. That is also relevant and relatable to sales. So I've, I've been in sales for like nine years now. Since I was 15 years old, I've been knocking on doors, selling whether it's newspapers, whether it's home appliances, whether it's internet. I've sold a bunch of different things. I've done network marketing, selling everyone that cannot be sold. The unsellable, you go to sell in network marketing. The people that don't wanna be sold, you sell them too, somehow. I sold the cashiers at Walmart. You know, like, I walk out of McDonald's, you can do better. <laughs> I remember those days. I was good at that. Um, but just being real with you guys, I've developed one specialized skill over the last nine years of my life, and that's communication. My ability to persuade, sell, speak, communicate. It's communication in essence because I can take that skill and I can transform it into a speaking presentation, into, um, into a course, into a coaching package, into a show, into content. But if I didn't develop the skill, I would not be where I am today. So you need to choose, first of all, what you want. Don't choose what you wanna do or what you want to get good at before you choose what you want. Because what you want and what you wanna do is specifically direct, uh, directly affected by what you want out of life. So I knew when I was really, really, really young, I just knew somehow, some way, I wanted two things. I wanted freedom, which I associated to having lots of money. If you have lots of money, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want it, whoever you want it with, however you want it, no matter what. So I said, I gotta make a lot of money. The second thing I wanted is I love the idea, like when I was a little kid, I'm like, I wanna be a famous singer, you know? I'm like, I wanna sing around the world and be famous. And so fame at that time, I just thought, the word was fame to me. Um, growing up, I realized all I really wanted was like a level of influence in the world because I believe I have good things to share with the world. And second um, is that the connection with humans. So I thought fame or whatever popularity these things as a child growing up, I thought that just means, in other words, connection with people. 
right? And then as I grew older, I realized it is that, but it's not called fame because fame is a whole different thing. And so the two things I've always desired out of my life, I wanted out of life, was to be totally free and financially free is what I associate to, totally free, but also have tons of influence and connection with a lot of people because I love people. I love people. I love hanging out with people. I love when people are in my office. I love people at seminars. I love people. That's why it's so hard for me to build an online course that we build speaking at clients. It's a great course. Like, it'll make a lot of people money. It's already made people money. But I can't meet the people, you know? I can't, like, the most I do is the weekly coaching call. And I'm like, that's not enough. I want to, like, I want to shake the person's hand. I'm going to give them a hug. I want to see their face when I'm teaching. Um, so that's why I love events and seminars. That's why I do that. And uh, even this is kind of hard because, like, I only get to see your names and whatever pop up when you're here. But like, I would, I would like if this was a real life studio, this would be like a hundred times more fun. I'm putting it out there now. It's gonna happen. So that's my that's my that's my response to that question. What I think about traditional versus online education now. Um, I just think in education period, make sure you go for specialized education. Like get good at something, not everything. Because if you get really good at something, someone will pay you for it. Okay, the greatest. The most highest income skills to learn in this world is selling, speaking, any type of marketing or advertising because every company in this world needs those things. They need sales, they need a communicator, and they need marketing and advertising brains behind things. Not just strategy, but how to actually do advertising, do the logistics of it, learn about it, marketing content, creating content. Um, you know, I know people that are copywriters. Copywriters, they literally just write, like it's like a blog that sells. So it's like writing a sales letter. They'll charge like $10,000 to write you one sales letter. So you say, well, Armin, I want to learn how to do that. Well, make sure you also enjoy writing because if you don't, you're going to dread every client you get because every time you get a client, you're like, oh, another 10 grand, but it's the worst 10 grand you've ever made in your life because now you got to do a bunch of stuff you don't want to do. Okay, so it all stems from what do you want first out of life? And then based off that, you say, well, what do I enjoy doing that I would love to do on the way to getting that? That's it. Hope that answers the question. We're gonna come in with the sound effect. And that's my answer to that question. Thank you for asking it. What's the next question? Uh, well, really quick, we got a comment yeah. from Emilio, uh, or a couple. Cold water is on the top of his major weaknesses. Oh yeah? Who's Emilio? Emilio, Emilio what? Emilio Mazzucotelli. Okay, got, awesome. Yeah, don't butcher the names. <laughs> I think I, that was pretty do I, good. Do I know him? I'm not sure. Well, from where? Where is this? No, no, I'm saying where, uh, what uh, platform? Oh, IG. IG. Oh, IG, okay. Cool, Emilio. And then he also backed up a point saying self-education is chosen by you. The traditional school can help, obviously. It can develop your brain. As you said, when you choose your education, you should focus on a particular area. Yeah. Um, By the way, if your weakness is... Emilio, I'm going to challenge you, man. Water. It's just water. Don't say it's at the top of your weaknesses. Stop it. You're much bigger than cold water. If you're afraid of water that's cold for 10 seconds in the safety of your own shower, we're gonna have bigger problems in the real world. Cause water's not trying to hurt you, kill you, or or nothing. It's it's just water. It's temperature. Um, yeah, man. It's like you gotta change that up. Like, go take a cold shower today. You know, and like do it with anger. At first, it's really tough. When I did it at first, I was like, <laughs> and I only did it for like five seconds, and I'd like run out. Now I could stand, I've taken full cold showers, like ice, like ice cold. I wash my body, wash my hair with it. I'm like, I'm like numb by the time I'm done, but I don't even care because my mental discipline is far greater 
in strength than the cold water or my discomfort physically. So uh, let's start that cold water method, Emilio. I'm going to challenge you, man. I want you to come back on the show next week and tell us you've done it seven times now since then. And, uh, and I'm going to shout you out. If not, no problem. I mean, you could still be afraid of cold water for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right, next question. If I'm a self-taught person, is it worth taking courses or getting certifications before I apply to jobs or start a business? If you're a self-taught person. Yeah, so say I taught myself how to do social media management. Should I still take marketing in school? Or should I just go out and build a marketing business? Depends on what they want. Depends on what you want. Like, what do you want? Do you want to start a business? So go start a business. Let me tell you something. In business, no amount of education is going to help you. Like, it's going to help. Let, let me rephrase this. No amount of education is going to make your business. All of the business success comes from your actions. None of it is an education. Like, when I started, I knew I knew a bunch of things. Like, I, I learned a, an influx of an obsessional amount of it, um, edu- self-education on my topic of, like, coaching people on, like, behavior and psychology. But I wasn't a psychology grad. I didn't go to university for this. I didn't have a certificate. I wasn't a therapist. I wasn't a psychologist. I wasn't a psychiatrist. I wasn't any of these things. I read like a few different books and I studied it piece by piece, line by line. I watched hundreds of hours of videos of people in the field that are great at this work. And I, and I, I emulated them. I, mo- I modeled them. I watched them and I'm like, I could do this. I can do this. My mindset led to my actions my actions gained my experience my experience gave me confidence the confidence is what built my business and through the confidence and the continuous action experience i accumulated the success the success never came from all the learning i did the learning was just the preparation for me to know i know enough to start now like here's another one people are so afraid of like but am i like do i know enough yet do i like i don't know enough yet i still got to learn more i'd be like okay great always be learning but There is a point you must reach where you say, I know enough to start now. I know enough now to reach my goal. And I'm going to have to learn more later. Does that make sense? We got someone watching from Africa. What's up, brother? Welcome. Or or girl. Whatever. Sorry. I didn't see the name. I just saw the comment. So I love you. But welcome from Africa. So um, it's totally based on what you want. You don't need... Listen, the question is this. Could you start the business now without going back to school and learning more? If it's a yes, start. Because the... when you start, the education starts. Not when you're reading. In business specifically, your education starts when you start taking action with the business. It is the mistakes and the failures that teach you. I have a great saying I love to say to myself all the time. Success humbles me. Failure grows me, teaches me. So failure is my teacher. Whereas success is my, like, my modesty, my humbleness. You know, it's my wisdom. No, sorry, failure is my wisdom. But but success is more like my, you know, chill out. <laughs> so I hope that answers the question, but it really depends on what the person wants. You know what I realized? I was watching other people's shows and I was seeing someone answer a bunch of people's questions and I just realized like the world is just filled with a bunch of people trying to tell each other what to do. No one's trying to ask each other, what do you want? This is the biggest problem I found actually. If you guys agree with this, by the way, quickly share this video, comment right now, be like, I agree. You know, send this to someone nice to hear this because I realize the biggest problem we find is like, especially from the influencers in the world that have like a show or whatever and they're doing stuff like this. I'm like, this person's asking such a detailed question like, hey, should I move from here to here? 
should I move from here to here and like move in with this person and save my money for like three years? Like what is what a specific question? How the hell is the person on the show gonna answer that? There's only one thing you should be asking that person back. What do you want? It has nothing, there is no right way to do life. You have to get rid of this idea. There's no right way to live life. There's just the way you want it. The only way that's right is the way that's making you happy. The wrong way is when you're not doing what makes you happy. That's it. But you got to be happy. You have to have peace in your life with who you are, what you do, what you have. If you don't have that, do what you got to do to make things right for yourself. But, you know, so many people asking specific questions like, should I go back to school, get another degree? Like, for example, how do I know that? The question is, what do you want? It's like saying it's, oh, good example. I love using cars as examples because life is like a road, you know. It's like someone in the car rolling down the window. I just did this. Wow. I <laughs> can't believe I did this. Habit from like pastime. Rolling down the window. <laughs> wow. We're, what is that? Like eight year throwback? Minimum, ten years. Minimum. minimum ten years. Minimum ten years. By the way, if you're, if you're a baby from the times when there used to be roll up windows, comment right now. Be like, I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. Totally back in the days. Someone rolls down the window on the street and, and pops their head out of their car. They go, excuse me, should I take a right on the intersection coming up or a left? What Would you be like, I think, you know, just follow your gut. What? No, you're not going to say, oh, just take a left. I've gone left myself before it worked. What are you going to ask the person? Where are you going? What a great example. Oh, my goodness. I can't even take credit for these examples. They just come to my mind. They just, whoosh, someone puts them in my head. Right? I totally remember rolling down the window. I'm a baby. Yes, you are. I'm a baby. I'm a ba We got a lot of babies on the show. <laughs> right? You're not going to tell the person. They're going to say, should I go left or right down the street? Where are you going? So we got influencers out here like telling, telling their audience what to do stop telling people what to do like unless you're asked they're asking you a question that you've been there before that's different but if someone's asking me a detailed question questions what do you want first then we talk about what to do but don't be thinking about what to do before what you want everyone's trying to figure out the plan before they know what the destination is everyone's trying to get the map before they know where they're going to arrive everyone's trying to get the fire before they put in the wood You guys feeling me? Like, this is... Is this the second horn? No. This is a really long... <laughs> there we go. Like, guys, you need to put in the wood before you get the fire. Can't be doing things... And you know why we do things opposite? Fear. Everyone's just afraid. I don't want to decide what I want because what if I decide the wrong thing? There is no such thing! There is no such thing as the wrong thing to want. Under the circumstance that it doesn't violate other people's rights. As long as what you want is good for you and other people, there's nothing is... Now we're going back to childhood. When you were raised, mom and dad, brother, sister, teacher, brother, whatever, told you how you should or should not be, do or do not do, have or should not have, want or do not want. You got other people confusing you with conflicting you with what you want versus what they're saying you should want. It is none of their business. It's your life. When you're dying, they're not dying for you or with you. You are dying as they watch. So that means it's just you on the way out and on the way in. So it should be you during the process too. 
By the way, I had someone uh, just yesterday, I was doing a training uh, in a company on just, uh, on just goal setting alone. We took three hours on goal setting because so many people were confused about this whole goal setting thing. And I had, like, I had like three hours of content, three different parts. We only finished part one. Because part one was, what do you want? <laughs> we spent three hours. I'm just trying to teach them simple methods like write it down, read it every day, know what you do. I'm teaching them, you know, uh, essence of what Napoleon Hill does mixed with how to motivate themselves. And this girl, and this girl asked a great question. She goes, she goes, uh, well, what if you don't know what you want or whatever? And, she, and I said, it's so easy. Like, just decide. In worst case, you're right, worst, or you're wrong, and, and you got half the goal. But who cares? Like, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna do anything, that's the problem. And then she goes, life is so simple, but we make things complicated. And then I stopped her and I said, no. A human being never makes their own life complicated, ever. It's other people that complicated for them. And she just looked at me. The thing was the first time she maybe even realized that it's not her fault that her life is a little complex. I remember I looked at her and I said, you don't wake up in the morning thinking, today I'm going to ruin my day. I'm going to wake up today and make sure everything's really confusing and stressful. No. All of us at the very core of our desire, we want to be happy, free, and, and you know, in love. With life, with people, with ourselves. We never wake up with the intention to complicate things. But what is complicating things in the mind? The people's opinions you're valuing too much. So I looked at her and I could tell she has at least six different opinions in her head from different people telling her what she should and should not do, do or do not do, have or have not or not have, be or be, do, you know, do not be. And as I said it, I think she like immediately became aware of it and she stopped it. I said, look, you... You're only, you only feel like things are complicated because you're still battling with what you want versus what mom wants for you, dad wants for you, brother wants for you, boyfriend wants for you, sister wants for you, social media wants for you, society wants from you, what you think others may want from you, they didn't even tell you. You're just assuming that. That is when life gets complicated. When you start valuing other people's opinions way too much. I don't even value other people's opinions. I don't. I take it with a grain of salt. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's an opinion. Let's do it. If it's good, I like it. It resonates with, with, with where I'm going and I genuinely have no ego about it. And I go, that was good advice or whatever it was. I'll take it. But I have a serious gate at the forefront of my mind. And I get to choose what goes in. You guys need to develop the same thing if you're going to succeed in business or in life. If you don't, you're going to be easily influenced by anything. And tell you what, the sad news is majority of the influence in the world isn't good. So be careful. And it's easy to be careful. Start just listening to yourself first. Right? We got someone here. Agree. Everyone tries to tell you what to do. You, you yourself only know what you want to do. Absolutely. Like Jessica, Facebook. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica, for the comment. So I, I hope that really helps. Like that, that was a good question. Um, and we went on to like, you know, multiple lessons from it. So I hope everyone's listening. If you can take notes, like if this helps you out, um, you know, I'm here for you. So what's the next question? Do you work seven days a week? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Do I work seven days a week? Yeah. 
not everyone agrees with it. Um, it doesn't mean I don't have fun. I have fun throughout the entire week. Um, and then I do have scheduled time to have fun. Like that's totally leisure as a productive thing to make sure my social life is also exhilarating, <laughs> you know, cause I don't just want to be in an office all day. Um, but remember I love people. I know myself, some of you, you might not like people that much. So you're okay with sitting in an office seven days a week. I know people like that. I enjoy going out. So I have a mastermind that's social mastermind and we go out and we have fun. Um, we do that about once, maybe a week, every week or two weeks. But for the most part, I was working yesterday from from two o'clock in the afternoon to about 11.30 at night. I was training a company. Uh, I had a meeting right before that. And then I was working on the online course for two hours before that. And before that, I was at the gym. So yeah, I, I, I look at everything as working. Like, oh my God. Class is in session again. Let's get something clear. Everything in life is work. Everything. It's work to, to build a relationship with a significant other or with family. It is work to wake up. It's work to, to maintain your health. It's work to build a business. It's work to go to work. It's work to read. Everything's work. You can't be upset with work. The only people that don't like the idea or the word work are the ones who are doing something that they hate. They're doing something that they don't really love, so they call it work. And then everything around life, it's not work, is good. Work is bad, that's good. Everything's good. Oh, you're working on Sunday? I get that a lot. Why are you working on Sunday? I'm like, why are you not? <laughs> That's my question. Like, what else are you going what? What else are you going to do on Sunday? I'm curious. What, what else? They say, but that's church day. No problem. Greatest gratitude you can show God is using your life. Why are you wasting your time? Go to church and go to work right after. I'm just saying if you're religious. Is that not the greatest way to show your respect of life? Using every moment you have? I don't see wasting time doing nothing as any form of productivity, loving time, uh, enjoyable. I was watching someone else um, in a video and he said something. He goes, I think people way too much overrate, uh, overestimate the the importance of like leisure. Like so people are trying to like retire for a leisure reason. They want leisure time. Leisure time is actually depressing. You do enough of leisure, you'll start getting bored. And this guy, and this guy I was listening to him, I agreed with him, he said, I actually believe like having something to work towards in your life is a lot more fun. But the problem is the only people that don't agree with that opinion are ones who don't have something to work towards. So they don't know how fun it is. <laughs> if you had something like a purpose, a goal to work towards, you would know how fun it is. And you never want to take breaks. I hate when I have to sleep. I only sleep because I have to. I sleep because I'm like, all right, body's shutting down. I need to rest my eyes because I got to wake up again. If I could take away like sleeping, and eating, I would. I honestly would. You guys are like Armin's and Neil Maybe. I don't know. If I could not eat and not sleep and still like be able to do everything, I would totally exchange those things with with like working on my goals and my dreams. It's so much more fun. I don't know how you like some people love sleep way too much. I can't wait to hit my bed. <laughs> I wanna feel the blanket in the my pillow. It's so warm under. Are you afraid of your life? What do you mean? Sleeping is for dead people. They never wake up. That's a quote. <laughs> sleeping is for dead people because they never wake up. Why are you spending so much time sleeping? Why? Is life not so great that you want to wake up and get out of your bed? You go, but Armin, it's really hard. Yeah, I know. It's hard when you have nothing to work towards. Very hard. I, I know the feeling, by the way. I have overslept and still feel tired because I was unclear or depressed or going through something. I know the feeling. I have compassion for you. But holy crap, get out of it fast. 
because you're no different than a dead person when you're sleeping 12 hours a day, still feeling tired and nothing to work towards. Honestly, there's no difference. You need, you need to like figure out what you want in life. And you're like, figure it out. It's not even that complicated. It's not a complex equation. It's like, what do you want? The, the, the level of difficulty I find humans have answering this question is like, is remarkable. I, I'm like watching them, I'm like, what do you want? They're like, malfunctioning. Like there's, <laughs> like some smoke comes out of their ear. I'm like, dude, it's just, what do you want? Like, they're like, in 10 years, five years, next week, 12 months from now, is it a, do I have to put a date? Is there supposed to be money? It's, look at all of the opinions in their head. Look at this. Just oozing out of them, all these insecurities and, and lack of self-esteem in their own beliefs and, and who they are and what they want. All the fogginess. They need clear talk. I say, what do you want? Is this supposed to be like this, like that, like this, like that? Is it? They're like, like having a burn down, you know? That's a shutdown and a burnout at the same time. We're making words up. It's simple. Answer the question. What do you want? If you're hungry, guess what you want? Food. That's it. It's not, it's so easy to answer what you want. What do you want out of life is a very simple answer. Just put down by the end of this year, you want to earn this much, have this, have a girlfriend, boyfriend, have like whatever, your body's going to be nice. I'm just talking about like the most obvious things, health, wealth, happiness. <sighs> like you guys are like, everyone's having stress because they're trying to figure out what to do. Stop trying to figure out what to do. You don't know what to do until you know what you want. Say it again. You don't know what, you, what to do until you know what you want. <laughs> I mean, this is why I created Think Bigger, right? With the, with the school program. Like we did, we did our first free event for, uh, for youth, redefining youth. And, um, and like, I just like, everyone's so stressed about what to do. I'm like, do you even know what you want? Like, why are you doing it? I was, I was teaching this. I said, look, if you don't know why you're doing something, it becomes dreadful. You know what you want, everything becomes easy. Hard is easy. Watch this, I was, out, uh, I was at the company training and at the end of the night, they bought like pizzas, right? And now I know what I want physically through my fitness and health, I know what I want. I've been on a mission for like the last three months and I've been great at it. And I'm really proud of myself for it. And I was, so I was watching and they brought like these big boxes of like amazing smelling pizza, all this stuff, right? I'm just sitting there watching it. They're all eating. Do you want to eat? I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. I'm looking at it. I'm like, if I didn't know what I wanted physically, like my, if I didn't know what I want out of my body, that would be the hardest thing to do, to watch and sit there. And, and then what happens is in your mind, you start thinking, but you know, it's just one slice. You know, I just eat one slice and tomorrow I'll just burn it off. You know, blah, 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 blah. you start making stories and justifying things. That's the problem when you don't know what you want. Uh, my, my coach, Sonny, Sonny Verma, incredible human being. He said to me, and I haven't forgotten it yet. He told me this months ago. He said, Armin, when you know what you want, you never get tempted. When you know what you want, you never get tempted. It's only when you are unclear with what you want out of your life, out of yourself, out of your business, when temptations overtake you. When it's really hard to resist the things that you think will make you happy. But really, it's just distracting you from the future goal. I hope that helps. You know, here on Clear Talk, we're just answering questions. Yeah, really quick, we've got some... Uh, uh the word affirmations from your mom she says i'm testifying for that as your mom you don't care about eating and sleeping that much because you love working so much thanks mom just making sure now everyone knows it's true everyone knows it's true yeah. validation my mom i come home at like two o'clock mom's like you should take a rest there's no one following you that's what they say in persian they're like no one's chasing you why are you running mm -hmm. i'm like 
first of all, there's always someone chasing you if your life's not good. It's called, it's called failure. It's right behind you. If you don't keep running, it's going to bite your butt. Be careful. This illusion that no one's chasing you, I'm not saying to be running out of fear. I'm just saying this illusion that there's nothing, no reason to be running towards your goals, um, that's a disease. Like You can't be thinking this way. Right? I'm not talking about my mom. My mom's fine. My mom's an exception to the rule because she's my mom. <laughs> but for everyone else, like, I remember I got a speech said to me five years ago. I was sitting in a room with a bunch of really extraordinary individuals. And the leader of the pack sat there and he said, there was someone across the country who was working day in and day out to take your spot in this company. Now, meanwhile, there's no company. We're just a team of like four people and no business is built. But he was trying to put into us the motivation of understanding you need to earn your spot even if you're already here. I remember he said that to me and I'm like, dude, there's no one looking for my spot. They don't even know it exists. It's not online. It's not, it's not anywhere. It's not a real company yet. He goes, there is some kid across the country in a third world country that to them it's treasure to have your lifestyle. And they're going to work a thousand percent harder than you. That should scare you. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, well, this is a little extreme. But years later, now I understand what, what he was talking about. He's right. That we all think, let's just be comfortable. We'll start tomorrow. It's okay. It's my, my, my life windshield wipers. It's okay. Just dust off all the actions I have to take today. This is a lie you're telling yourself. There is something after you. It, there's something after you. And it's here to take your life if you don't use it. It says in the Bible, you lose what you don't use. Don't use your life, you lose it. Whether mentally dead or physically. So if it helps you move, start, start imagining there's someone after you. Or something. I believe there's something. And that's what gets me like going. I believe like there's a devil. You know, there's like, and I don't mean like religiously. I'm like the devil is the negativity in life. That there are things in the world, in my life, that are hoping to tempt me out of my success. And because I have this wall up, I'm like, I'm on defense. It's a fun game to me. I'm like, yeah, sure, try, but I'm not going to get there. You're not going to get to me. And I got this from Outwitting the Devil, the, the, from, from Napoleon Hill, the book. Ever since I read that book, I became super conscious that at any moment, I could mess up, slip, do something. And from one stupid little thing that I thought was okay... I can totally ruin everything I've been building. And so it's put me on the constant, active, discipline, persistent, consistent action. No exceptions. But, you know, people who don't see it that way, they get lazy in life. You get lazy. Like, you, you don't think it's important to, to work even though you don't need to, to. To have something to work towards even though you don't need to. This is a problem. People need to stop living like they're immortal. You need to stop living like you're never going to die. This is the biggest problem, eh? You think you're never going to die. Because how do you justify then or create logical sense from how you're living if you're living in a way you don't like? To some degree, you think you have time. Well, if it helps, think about this. You don't have much time. If I bring up a calculator right now and you're at 30 years old and you're wasting your life, 30 Let's say you live till 90 years old. That's another 60 years times 365 days. You only got 21,900 days left. My friends, that's not immortal. 
that's not immortal. If you're 50 and you got another 40 years to go, let me show you what that is. 365. 14,600 days left until 90. You got less than 15,000 days left. I don't know about you, but that's like someone's after you. It's called the Grim Reaper. Here to take your life. What are you going to do about it? In the meantime, make sure you have the most enjoyable life possible. Some people are like, YOLO. <laughs> I'm throwing it back to like 2010. Yeah. YOLO. You only live once. Great, so make the most of it. Don't waste it. YOLO. Let me go do some reckless crap. Let me waste my life. Because whatever. You totally misunderstood Drake. Because he's not doing that. And he made the trend. He's working on his dreams. They interviewed him on Rap Radar. When they interviewed him, they met him at the seventh day of his one week vacation. Because he just moved into a $20 million home in Toronto. And in the beginning, the first three minutes of the interview, the interviewer said, Hey, Drake, how's it been? You finally took a break for a week. You've been working. You've been hustling, dropping albums, fire, all this stuff. He goes, yeah, man, that's been good. But honestly, I feel a little guilty I'm not in the studio right now. If Drake is at that much success around the world and he feels guilty because he took a week off, what the hell are you doing? Let's at least learn from the other fellow humans in the world doing something with their life. What, what are you doing as an entrepreneur, as a human being? You got excuses about taking a day off when you've done nothing? The guy has literally changed the music industry. Definitely one of the icons of music history. If, you, if, you, if he dies one day, when you look back, when he dies? And he felt guilty because he took a week off, not in a bad way. He doesn't get, he's not like, oh, I feel guilty. No, in his mind, he's like, man, I just want to be working right now. I don't want to sit down doing nothing in my condo as if, in my house as if it's like, what's the fun in that? The fun is when you create a new track, when you make it out there, when you change people, when you make an impact. That's the fun. When you're making money, it's fun. And he's like, man, I feel, I feel bad that I'm not in the studio right now. What is your excuse? Ta talking about you work too much. No, you work too little. What's the next question? <laughs> Hold on. What's the next question? Uh, really quick, we got Paulo from Brazil. He says, Brazil. He says, I'm from Brazil and I understand you about the kid across the country. Okay. Yeah. Paulo's going to take my job. <laughs> me and you, man. Me and you. Let's do it. Awesome. Next question I asked uh, one of our other shows, but you didn't have time to answer it. So. Yeah. How do I sort through my experiences and accomplishments into comp into content that people actually want to hear about? Say it again. How do I sort through my experiences and accomplishments into content that people actually want to hear about? Stories. Stories. If you want to take your experiences and things that have happened to you and turn into content that's that's um, that's riveting and people love to listen to. Turn it into stories. Make a story bank. I don't know if this person's a, a coach or an influencer or whatever you do, um, but the greatest way to create content is to create stories. People love stories. They don't love um, advertisement. They love participation in things. So when you tell stories, they get to be a part of your journey. They get to listen to you. They get to they get to kind of go with you with the flow. So um, you know, Les Brown says very nicely. You know, never tell a never make a point without telling a story, and never tell a story without making a point. And I think that's that's very critical as a as an influencer in any way possible or a communicator. 
always strive to tell stories to teach a lesson or teach a point, right? That or metaphors and, and you know, examples like I do a lot. So that, that would be my greatest advice. Turn it into stories. Um, all of the things you've gone through, experiences, they're all stories. That's really what they are. And for every story, make a good point or a message out of it. That's it. And you start putting it out there, whether through Facebook Lives, blogs, posts, whatever it is, they'll always work out. We got someone here. We got, yes, brother, write down your story. Life is full of stories. We all have our own versions. This is Noah. Absolutely, Noah. Thanks, man. That's a, that's a great, uh, that's an incredible comment. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has a story in them. The question is, are you sharing it? You know, um, you know, don't keep it to yourself. Don't be selfish. Everyone wants to hear from your story. So, yes, next one. Do you respond to everyone on your social media or does your team do it for you? No one responds to my posts on social media. It's on me. They have access to my social media, my Instagram. If you guys see my Instagram stories, that's like my team helps me with that. Um, half the time it's them, half the time it's me. Um, my posts on Instagram, that's my team. Um, but the comments, like I'm always responding to my comments. I'm, re I'm responding to my Facebook messages, my posts, it's all me. No one's in my Facebook, so I do that all myself. Yeah. Good question though. Got so many notifications coming on these phones. <laughs> okay. This is a good, this is a good show. Good episode, right? Okay. All right, let's go. I spend so much time pouring into my clients. Sometimes I don't have any creative juice to go into my own stuff. Can you give me a tip to fix this? Are you making a lot of money? That's the question. <laughs> You're making a lot of money, don't complain. Don't complain because it's a privilege to do what you do with clients. You know, we got a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. They don't they don't value their clients enough. You guys are complaining about customers. You realize you would not exist if you didn't have customers. That's like complaining about the oxygen being too dense in the room. All right, try not to breathe. Clients and sales are your oxygen for your business. Please value it that way. So um, I know that's not the question, but I just want to make sure because it sounds as, as coming from like a oh. I put my clients first up. As long as you're making lots of money, like you're good. <laughs> you're doing the right thing because the money now is going to buy you the freedom on the time you're not working with them to build your own stuff. The problem comes if you don't know how to make money and you're spending all this time with customers. Now we got a business model issue. So um, what was the actual question at the end of it? Because I know the situation is that they don't have energy for their own stuff, right? Yeah, like how can I fix it? How can I spend more time on it, basically? Well, take less clients. Well, there's, a, there's different ways, right? There's like take less clients and charge more if your expertise, you know, is, is valued at that. Um, or change the model of business where, for example, I also didn't have a lot of time because I was taking too many uh, clients myself. So I automated the, the hardest part of my business to teach into a course. And so now even the clients I do get, I charge a, uh, a lot more to work with them over a period of months, but they also get my online course so they learn all the stuff on their own time. So when I see them, I'm just helping them implement it. So I streamlined a part of my business where I can have time back. Um, and then with that time, I have like things like this. I have a show now, I have content creation. So uh, I hope that helps with uh, for anyone who's dealing with this problem as well, by the way. Um, just, just make the jump, you know? Just make sure you're making a lot of money because in a business, sales and money, that is your lifeline, that is your oxygen. Um, and so, and value your customers like their oxygen because they are. Yes. A story bank, what is that? So Jessica asked, what's a story bank? It just means create a document where you keep a track, like an inventory of different stories in your life, either of different people's stories, your stories. So at any moment, you can go into that bank of stories and choose one to teach it or use it or refer to it. I, I document a lot of different things. I document ideas that come to my mind. I, I quickly jot down stories that have come to my mind, uh, metaphors, things like that. I, I, I document almost everything. So it's it's better. It's a great way to take the most out of life. All right, we got seven minutes of the show going on. So what's the next question? What's the most common but I that you get from people you're coaching? 
So specifically, what holds them back the most from accomplishing the goals? Well, in my business, uh, the greatest roadblocks I get is all mental. They just don't believe, they don't have confidence. That's why I'm so like, I stress so much on confidence. Um, that's why my program, the Reborn Experience, by the way, five days left until the tickets go up. So if you haven't registered yet, register your ticket March 20th to 22nd. Um, make sure you register. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a crazy weekend. I'm actually excited. I, I got some things in store um, to help you build confidence and conquer fear and insecurities. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, go to the RebornExperience.com if you haven't yet and register. Uh, if not, you can just pay 500 bucks in March. It's not a big deal either. People like to wait till the last minute, just in case, you know. Um, but that's why I do the Reborn Experience because majority of people's problems, especially entrepreneurs' problems, are just confidence issues. They don't have confidence either in a, their ability or in themselves or in their business. They lack belief and faith in these things. So the greatest but I don't think I could do it. But I don't think I'll succeed. But I don't think I'm enough yet. But I don't think I know enough yet. But I don't have enough money yet. It's about them though. It's always about like me. I'm the problem. Some people are like, your course is worth every penny, like every dollar I could spend. I just don't know if I sign up, if I'll do what you tell me. I'm like, what? That's, that's a weird objection. Like, how do you fix that person? How do you fix that? How do you overcome that objection? No, you will. No, I don't know. So I'm like, don't buy my course. <laughs> I don't want to fail your student. I don't want someone buy, I don't want your money because I know for a fact you're not going to, I'm not going to earn it because you're not going to do anything with what I taught you. So you're like, yeah, don't, I actually push those people away. I'm like, yeah, don't sign up. If you, I might, and you know, before someone buys a program or coaching from me, I always ask them, have you done things like this before? And if they say yes, and they have like an array of like a list of things they've invested into, and I'm like, I see they're nowhere with it, I go, I don't think I'm gonna work with you. And they get shocked. They're like, what are you talking about? I say, look, if you bought all these things, all these courses, all these coaches, and you still haven't figured this out, it just, you're the problem. Like, you don't need another business course. You need a coach to help you slap you awake, you know? And so you can hire me as a coach to help you to help you wake up, but um, I don't want to uh, I don't want to teach you any new skills because you don't know how to use those skills. Like I always say, give the right formula to the person with the wrong mindset; they'll always mess it up. Give the wrong formula to a person with the right type of thinking; they'll always figure it out. If that's not true, I don't know what is. And so I hope that answers the question. Like, you know. Like you got to make sure your thinking is right because the majority of objections I get from people I work with and the biggest problem I see in every person, not just my clients, is, is selfish, self-esteem, self-image, self-confidence. Like they just don't believe they can do things. And where did that come from? They didn't wake up saying, I'm going to ruin my confidence today. Like I keep saying, guys, don't be so hard on yourself. You didn't do this to you. Someone else did growing up. Something, some event, some circumstance, some people, person, persons, made you disbelieve your abilities. Disbelieve yourself, think small about yourself. Well, the thing is now if you're watching this and you're like, well, maybe Armin's right. And I look back and go, it's because of this person. I remember since then I haven't been myself. Well, now that you're aware of it and you do nothing, now you're the problem. That's the problem. Now you're just lazy or you're afraid or you just don't have enough desire in your life to do anything. In that case, you I'm, I'm, I'm not to scare you, but when I heard this, I got scared. So if you get scared, good. What I'm about to say is scary. You cannot help a complacent person. Someone who's just comfortable where they're at and they don't want any more, you can't, you can't. The best I could do is, is like inspire them to think bigger. 
But that person's like screwed if they don't think bigger of themselves because they actually are totally comfortable with being where they're at. And that's a huge issue. I was I met an entrepreneur um, recently and they run a very big business for like for for a long time now and uh, they do well. And I said, so what's the vision of the company? Where are you thinking of taking it? Do you want to double it? Do you want to grow? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to grow it. Maybe a little more. But any more than that is a headache. There's only two problems here. You either don't love what you actually do because you see stress in it. And so you justify the stress because it makes you money. There's a problem. You have no actual riches in your mind now. You're actually a very unsettled person because you're doing something that makes you money and you're stuck because it makes you money, but you don't like it. You've made yourself like it. Or maybe you do like it, but someone told you or you made yourself believe that any bigger comes with worse things. I didn't, I've didn't. i never met someone who has a 10 times bigger business than them that is unhappier. But that's what he's saying, eh? That's what he's assuming. If I make 10 times more of the money, 10 times bigger the business, it's more stress. What? Okay, so then that means Mark Zuckerberg needs like 17 therapists because he has one of the biggest businesses in the world. He clearly must be the most unhappiest person in the world with that type of logic. <laughs> but that's not true, is it? Bill Gates probably has to be in a, a hospital at this point if, if his business is that big and you're saying that the bigger you get in life, the more headache. <laughs> well, then we have a problem. Clearly, your belief came from someone who doesn't make as much money as you or more. Because if you talk to someone there that's happy and making more money, they'll always tell you it's easier and better on the way up. I hope that answers the question. We'll take one more. It's about one o'clock now, but we'll take one more. You guys want another one? By the way, if you're watching this, share challenge. I want you to share this video right now. We need to get more people clear in this world. Um, and so this show is going to help them out. You mentioned looking up to Kobe. Do you see any other athletes or celebrities as inspirational? Michael Jordan. I'll just share this last thing as an inspiration. Michael Jordan. So every morning when I go to the gym, when I go to the office, I, my dad's passed away about a couple years ago now. I always pretend uh, next to me, he's sitting there because he used to sit there in my car. And I would like put my hand on his, on his, on his knee and then we like hold hands and I would look at him and I'd smile and be like, thank you, I love you. And so since he's passed, I still look to the right of me and I put my hand on his shoulder, uh, on his, uh, you know, I pretend like I'm holding his hand and I tell him, I say, you know, thank you, I love you. Uh, and you're, we're doing this. And uh, this ran chills across my spine when I was watching an interview with Michael Jordan. He said, his coach said every morning, Michael Jordan, he wakes up at 6 a.m. when no one's out and he's driving to the gym. And as he's driving to the, to the gym to practice, he turns to his side and he sees his dad in the car. And he says, we're doing this and we're doing this together. I almost cried when I watched that interview. He's definitely, Michael Jordan is someone I definitely admire as well for his work ethic, but I didn't know we shared the exact same ritual in the morning. Michael Jordan as well looks at his dad to his side, his past, it's crazy. So Kobe's definitely a legend. Michael's a great legend. There's, you can learn a lot from athletes, okay? Um, so study them if you want to know how to create mental discipline. We're about 30 seconds out, so we're going to wrap up the show. This is episode six of the Clear Talk show, where we get clear in your business. This is the number one show for entrepreneurs who need clarity. Thank you for coming in, and we'll see you next week. I'm going to play it one more time. We'll see you next week on episode seven, Mondays, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Catch the episodes on YouTube. Make the rest of your day the best of your day.